Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia, and today I have returning repodcasting favorites. Lena and Avery, welcome. Thank you for having us, or thank you for having me. I don't know how Lena feels. No, I'm excited to be back. So (laughs) I'm really excited. And um, just to let people know, this is kind of like a crossover Mm -hmm. event happening because we are recasting 1996 Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, Avery and Lena have a podcast called 90s Tunes. And we're also going to be putting out an episode talking about the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, which was a total banger. Yes. <laughs> She's using your words. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. And I have been listening to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, Romeo and Juliet um, came out in 1996. I personally studied Romeo and Juliet in high school in 1995. Oh. And so we in our class, we studied the play and then we watched the 1968 Franco Zeffirelli Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. So when it came out, the next year, a friend of mine and I rented it on home video and watched it. And I remember at that time being like, oh, man, I wish this had come out like when we were studying it so we could have watched it. But now looking back, I'm like, no, I think it's better because I would have watched this one anyway, and I probably wouldn't have watched the Franco Zeffirelli one uh, on my okay, own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this way I got to see both. <laughs> um, how about you? What's your history with Romeo and Juliet? Well, I saw it in theaters back in the day. Right. But also recently, last year, I work as an EA at a high school, and they did Romeo and Juliet and watched this version. Nice. <laughs> so I saw it just <laughs> last year. but okay. And I remember... Really liking it back in the day and helping understand it. Like it does help bring some other understanding. Mm -hmm. But I know people who loved this movie and were like in love with the characters. So I didn't quite have that feeling. I just, I thought it was really cool and really liked it, but not, I don't think, I didn't rent it again or see it until in high school. Yeah, same. That was my reaction to it as well. Yeah. I have the complete opposite of you two, where I have not seen this movie, and I was not too much into Shakespeare. I had to do it in high school, Mm -hmm. and when I say had to, that's my (laughs) recollection of it, just because it wasn't something that I really enjoyed, but I was excited to see the movie since I haven't seen it, so yeah. yeah. Was Romeo and Juliet one of the plays that you did have to study? Yeah, I, I was getting like Romeo and Juliet, and um, I forget. Hamlet. No, Macbeth. I'm thinking like Caesar. Oh, okay, Julius Caesar. Yeah, I, I think thinking, it's just called. I was Julius thinking Caesar. Little Caesar, but <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it. That was more of my studies. <laughs> so I was like expecting things, but I was like, oh, maybe that's in the other. Shakespeare that uh, I yeah, yeah. sort of know. <laughs> I wish we studied Little Caesars. <laughs> um, okay, well, so the box office for this movie was pretty impressive. Um, it had a $14.5 million budget, and it made $147 million worldwide, so 10 times its budget. Wow. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with, like, Leo was kind of a rising star at the time. Mm-hmm. He was already in, like, Basketball Diaries, and I think This Boy's Life was the other one that he had oh, already okay. done. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, like, definitely a rising star. Claire Danes 
less so, but I know like I was already a huge fan of her because I loved my so-called life. And so, um, and I know there were a lot of people who did. So yeah, I think they were a big part of the draw for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense that Leonardo DiCaprio was a big draw. That's the first thing that I recognize. And I think it really helped propel him like Titanic and then just. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, uh, I usually get a lot of my trivia for the podcast from IMDb Trivia, which mm-hmm. is user submitted. So I don't always know how accurate it is. <laughs> my research is Wikipedia, <laughs> always. So, but based on that, they said that. So Paul Rudd is in this movie, mm-hmm. um, and he's not in the whole thing. They reduced Paris's role for the movie, but so on his last day of shooting, he and Leo went out to celebrate. And Leonardo DiCaprio casually mentioned that he'd been considering the lead role in Titanic. Mm. And I guess Paul Rudd's dad is a huge Titanic enthusiast. And so he's <laughs> apparently encouraged him to take it, okay. <laughs> which I thought was kind of neat if that really like did play a role in him accepting it. And I had heard that he was reticent to take that role because it felt like like a heartthrob and like he wasn't sure that that was the impression that he wanted to give. Yeah. But like, I mean... That catapulted him yes. into superstardom. <laughs> so, yeah. And do you have a synopsis for the movie? Set in a fictional contemporary Verona beach, this adaptation of Shakespeare's timeless tragedy brings the classic story into a modern urban setting. The film follows the ill-fated love affair between two young individuals from feuding families. Romeo Montague and Juliet Capulet, portrayed by Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, respectively, meet at a lavish costume party and fall deeply in love at first sight. Despite the bitter rivalry between their families, they secretly marry the next day. As their love story unfolds, the couple faces a series of obstacles, misunderstandings, and violence that ultimately leads to a heartbreaking and tragic conclusion. The film retains much of Shakespeare's original language while infusing it with contemporary elements, including guns, cars, and a vibrant soundtrack. The film is renowned for its striking visuals, modern aesthetics, and a powerful depiction of the passionate love between Romeo and Juliet, set against a backdrop of violence and chaos. The cast also includes John Leguizamo as Tybalt, Harold Perrineau as Mercutio, and Paul Sorvino as Fulgencio Capulet. Fulgencio? (laughs) Fulgencio. Fulgencio. Um, Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Very thorough. I love it. I do want to bring up, since it came up in the synopsis, the last movie that we recast together was Chef, which also had John Leguizamo. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I, I, read, that I was, was very excited for that. I wrote, I made note of that, like, yeah. once yeah. I first saw him, because I didn't know he was going to be in the movie, so. Right. Yeah. And I forgot he was in it. Me too. Yeah. And he's so good. He is. Mm-hmm. I didn't recast him at all. Oh, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> Both him and Harold Perrineau as Mercutio, I think, yeah. to me, were kind of the more impressive uh, performances that we saw on screen. Okay. And Paul Sorvino, I felt was okay. perfect yeah. too. No. Brian Dennehy, like were his scenes cut? He had like one line. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> Romeo's father, right? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. yes. there's more in the play of exactly. him. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love Brian Dennehy, so I was pretty disappointed yeah. that he had nothing to do. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I really like him. He's been in some of my favorite movies, which maybe we'll talk about in the music podcast but um yeah so i was hoping to see more of him 
Yeah. I agree with you yeah. guys. He's yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Um, okay, well, why don't we get uh, jump right into the recasting? Lena, do you want to go first? Yes, I recast a lot of people. Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> I'm going to start with some of the minor ones. Nice. So I think Juliet's mother would be great. Um, Sharon Stone is who I pictured. Um, Romeo's mom, Christine Baranski. Oh, totally. And especially if it was a bigger role, role I felt. Yeah. Friar Lawrence, this would change a lot of my things. Change the whole tone. Oh. I put Tommy Chong as Friar Lawrence, <laughs> as in Cheech and Chong. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I could see him just kind of being kind of stoned, and then the misunderstandings, <laughs> and him coming up with that plot to poison, and you know that is what I. <laughs> you know what? It makes way more sense if he's stoned. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Paris, I hated Paul Rudd in this. It, it, that was not a like it wasn't except for one part which might be my favorite in the movie where he's like dancing and laughing and looking back at Juliet and like but he wasn't a likable character and Paul not Rudd is all. so likable so I put Ryan Felipe Felipe <laughs> Felipe okay so he couldn't be unlikable <laughs> yeah because he, he can and he was supposed to be a great bachelor like a, a catch right and, and you yeah. know like so which Paul Rudd is but why like how could you not fall in love with him like that yeah <laughs> so exactly so i'm with you work. there um, <laughs> the nurse i put kathy bates oh I, she, I i have i'll talk about that after a bit too i have another idea okay <laughs> okay so yeah. i think she had been in misery already at that point uh, and uh, okay. i guess in a way she was a nurse in that yeah, she, was in <laughs> <laughs> she did nurse him back to health in some ways. <laughs> That's really great. Okay, and now the big ones. Okay. <laughs> Juliet, I put Christina Ricci. Oh, I would... came so close did to you? thinking her. Yeah. It might be because I just listened to a podcast about her this week that she was on my mind. Oh, and it would be a darker movie, mm -hmm. like, but I could see her being so dramatic and wanting to kill herself and falling in love. And I would feel like the sex scene, I felt like it almost felt like between Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes, like brother and sister-ish. Like, and I could see her just being more sexual than Claire Danes, if that makes sense. Not that I don't love Leonardo and Claire Danes, but... I think that's a really good point. And I will mention that that was the first day of shooting, oh. which I think was really unfair to them. Yeah, that <laughs> is unfair. Yeah. But like you, they just met pretty much and you throw them together naked, like, yeah. and they're kids basically still. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I somehow could picture Christina Ricci more just less. She can do wide eyed, like in the mm -hmm. fish scene. And she can also do like dark and wanting to kill herself. And I also had an idea to recast the fish as birds. Not, not, not in water. <laughs> but I don't think that. <laughs> I, I don't know if we've ever had someone recast <laughs> non-speaking animal roles, but I'm a well, first. And then I'm finishing with Romeo because I had so much problems with him. Once I cast a Juliet, I kind of like, and then I, here's what I did. I looked up actors born the same year as Leonardo DiCaprio. And yeah. I came up, I think actually, and then I looked up the next year at James Franco, which okay. who wasn't quite oh. big at the time, but I could see him like killing someone. And I couldn't picture that with Leonardo DiCaprio, but I could, yeah. he's also good looking and that Romeo's supposed to be. And I can also feel like, I felt Romeo was almost like, 
stalkerish, like so in love with Rosaline and then so in love with her and that I can almost picture James Franco being that intense more even than Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. I was looking at James Franco. Oh, were you? We were I, looking I at James Franco. <laughs> he is From good affair. to look at. I mean, he's problematic now. He has uh, some things, yeah, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I talked a lot because I thought a lot about this. I <laughs> and love everyone. It. No, no, no. I'm so in. How yeah. about you, Avery? I went in a totally similar but different direction Ooh, okay. because I, I felt like the sex scene was kind of creepy. Yeah. yeah. So, because they were kind of younger. I know. So I went with people from that timeline, but in a different, probably a couple years older. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Romeo and Juliet were really young, but I think that was realistic at the time, but yes. not in the 90s. Agreed. So I felt the movie was really dark and I wanted a lighter tone to it as oh. well. So You want to lighten up Shakespeare's lighter. tragedy? Yes. <laughs> so I went with, instead of Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Joey Lawrence. Oh I God. thought about him but I couldn't picture him. I want to see, I need a picture of the whole scene. Oh my goodness. So, and then I was thinking who would be somebody around that time to play a good Juliet? And... I went with Elizabeth Berkley. So oh, Jesse from yeah. Saved by the Bell. Oh, no. I was thinking Elizabeth Banks for some reason. Oh, no. so jo- What oh. a different movie that would be. <laughs> it would be a totally different movie. Yeah. But, and, and like they were just getting over their TV shows. Yep. Like okay. Saved by the Bell was just finishing, Blossom was just finishing mm-hmm. around this time. So, and it was right before like Elizabeth Berkley went into Showgirls. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I know it's hard thinking of her now as yes. Juliet because, like, yeah. all I'm thinking of is Showgirls. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> at that time, no one had seen her as Nomi yet. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. I like I I definitely did not consider making it lighter. <laughs> Because it is a tragedy. <laughs> We're all giggling because there's a Sorry. dog trying to get past me. <laughs> a big dog with a little bit of space behind you. There was, he made it. <laughs> he made it. He did well. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I kind of am like blown away and I'm not sure how to react yet. <laughs> but I love it. What a like what an interesting casting choice. Mm-hmm. I think because Joey Lawrence was like playing the dumb guy it's yeah. really hard to picture him doing shakespeare lines yeah but that's <laughs> but he's but not that, dumb in real yeah. life yeah. <laughs> but i also had like a couple other ones okay so friar Lawrence, like lena had mm-hmm. arnold schwarzenegger oh because i think he has a like almost sternness but also can play around a little bit as well yeah. so that's why i went with him and could almost like not intimidate. That's not the word because that's not the role, but like them into his plans. Like, yes, who would say yes. no to Arnold Schwarzenegger? And that's sort of, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then instead of Paul Rudd, I had Edward Furlong. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I like that. Uh, the yeah. Terminator 2 was a couple years before that. And I think it was a little bit before American History X. But right. yeah, I really thought he would be a good creepy guy in the background almost you think of him as a good catch a good bachelor well Um, i'm just kidding (laughs) i want to see what he thinks is a good bachelor yeah no i like it i like it well i don't think juliet thinks he's a good catch no she doesn't but the parents i feel like in the play yeah and i feel like in the play 
he was considered a good ca- like right. his social standing and stuff. Like there was nothing yeah. wrong with him. She just didn't like him. It's kind of how I yeah. That's how I remember. felt in the yeah. movie too. Like he wasn't a bad guy. It wasn't yeah. like he did anything wrong. It just wasn't for her. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, especially after Ro- meeting Romeo. So like you know when you're a little kid, Romeo mm-hmm. and Juliet is the like de facto term for love story and everything Mm -hmm. like that. And so I was in grade nine when uh, we studied that play. And it opens with Romeo just distraught over another woman, girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And like that really kind of tainted my view of this play as a love story. Yes, yes, because he then falls so in love. Like, he was so in love, and now he's so in love. And Yes, he's just not a serious person. At least that's how it comes across to me when it comes to love. And so, and also, like, they just met, and they're little kids. And, like, (laughs) I just always had a problem with it, that I'm like, this isn't really a love story. But I will say, watching the movie, I do see their chemistry and I do buy it. Yeah. Also, it helps that they don't look 13. Although yeah. Claire Dance mm-hmm. kind of looks yeah. 13 in this. No, well, that, she was And that's how I felt. Yeah. 16 or 17. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that she looked a lot younger than. Yeah. Which 16, really upset 17. me because you could make her look her age. There was no yeah. need to make her look like a teeny mm-hmm. tiny child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And speaking of which, um, Natalie Portman was originally cast. Yeah. And she was 14 at the time. Yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio was 21. Yeah. And um, they eventually, I mean, thank goodness, Baz Luhrmann decided that she looked too young next to him and made him look older. Um, and so she eventually was like, let go or whatever yeah. she chose to go. I'm not sure. But um, her quote was, Fox said it looked like Leonardo was molesting me when we kissed. Yeah. Which also, like, I buy it. Number yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. why are you making a 14-year-old kiss a 21-year-old yeah. to begin with? With, like even for screen yeah. tests. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a big problem with the 1968 movie too? Like they're, they're both very young and said they're pretty traumatized by oh. that. I've heard I've read a little bit of that, but yeah, yeah, they were young and I mean, they were young in the play, but if you're reimagining it anyway in a different setting, you can reimagine their ages a little bit different, mm-hmm. I think. Totally agree. I I do remember when we were shown the Zeffirelli movie in class, it was groundbreaking because on stage and everything like that, Romeo and Juliet had always been played by adults and probably oh. by men to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, so everybody was like, oh, this movie's groundbreaking because they are children in the play and they're actually being played by children. But hearing that they were traumatized, yeah. it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Okay. Well, um, so anyway, I did want to mention that before getting into my casting because I also mm-hmm. wanted to make Juliet a little older. Um, Claire Danes was 16 or 17 during filming. um, And I decided to go, and then Leonardo DiCaprio was a bit older. So I decided to go with people more around his age, like around early 20s. My first choice for Juliet is Drew Barrymore. Nice. Oh, good. Especially at that time and like um, ever after. Is that the name? That was around then. Yeah. Like, like you can easily see her going into Shakespeare with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kind of feel. Yep. Yeah. She had done um, the year before was Batman Forever and Boys on the Side. And then in 96, she was in Scream, which was huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For a bit. 
She was like, well, she was in it yes. for a bit. <laughs> and yeah, I exactly. can see her being totally in love, like falling, like that's 100%. kind of her character. I could see her falling in love with someone and marrying the next day. Well, yeah. Kind, me, kind of. Yeah. And, and Juliet does come across initially, at least, as like a little naive. Yeah. She's young. She hasn't been allowed to live much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I could totally picture Drew Barrymore in that role. And so, kind of like to pair with her, her Romeo is Christian Bale. Oh. Wasn't he supposed to be Mercutio in the movie? Yeah, I saw that afterwards. I can't picture that, especially after, I forget the actor's name that plays Mercutio. Harold Perrineau. Yeah. Yeah, he was so good. Yeah, I was so impressed by him. But yeah, so I thought that like Christian Bale, he's a really good actor. I mean, I... He also, I feel like, might be a little problematic here and there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, definitely you can't deny that he's a talented actor. And he had already been in like Newsies and uh, Swing Kids uh-huh. um, and Little Women was in 1994. But he wasn't doing that much around 96. He was in one movie called The Portrait of a Lady, which apparently mm. is Nicole Kidman. So I don't, I don't know this movie. Me either. But yeah, so then I also picked another pair of uh, Romeo and Juliet. Okay. So my second Juliet is Carrie Russell yep. from Felicity. I had <laughs> written down. I was looking point. at her this morning as. Nice. But I didn't know if she was like a big enough star at that time. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that's um, why I switched it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she's my second choice because when I was looking at what she had done around that time, I mean, even Felicity wasn't until 1998. Yeah. Um, and she had only really been in like TV movies or mm-hmm. like guest TV roles. Was she so, a Mickey Mouse Club? Uh, I not that I know she was. of, but could be. I, I could be. I've never really watched it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking that up as we speak. Sorry. But I do really like her. I think she's really talented. And I think. Picking her in 2023, thinking of her yeah. back then is fine. But you're absolutely right. She never would have been cast because she wasn't a big enough draw. But to pair with her, I thought Heath Ledger would have been great, who also was yeah. not known in the US at this point, really. Like he had been on a lot of Australian television when, and film. When was the 10 Things I Hate About You? 1999. So oh, that was okay. still a yeah, few yeah. years away. So these two are like my like imaginary yep. very much <laughs> p- uh, picks because yeah in real life they never would have been cast yeah but I think they would have been good. Okay. Um, she was in 1991. She was in the Mickey Mouse nice. Club. She was just 15. Oh, that's great! I had no idea. Well, there you go. So she's been acting since she was little. Yeah. <laughs> I looked into casting a person of color, but there was no one that I really just like to throw it out there. It was. Uh, but there was no one that I really could see and yeah mm-hmm. just to kind of throw a wrench in I don't know I was thinking yeah. the little mermaid <laughs> right, right <laughs> yeah. yeah I love that idea and I do have to say I was pretty impressed like with 1996 and Shakespeare at the level of diversity in this cast yeah. yes yeah I also loved Benvolio the redhead yep I don't know what else I've seen him in, but I I remember at the time, like, I remembered him very clearly from back in the day, but just something, I I guess redheads, I'm a redhead, sticks in my mind. Nice. (laughs) Well, he was great. I I I think everybody was very good in this. I actually had a lot of trouble recasting Romeo and Juliet because (laughs) Claire and Leo have become so iconic for these roles. So yeah, I found it tough. <laughs> and then apparently Claire Danes was also, I mean, it says she was she got the role of Rose in Titanic and then turned it down because she didn't want to like redo yeah. her yeah, and Leo. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
I had so many names written down. Uh, <laughs> I'll just, I'm going to throw some out there because I couldn't decide. Just just because I just had so many. Michael Sarah, which was, he's younger, <laughs> but sure. I could see him falling in love. Oh, I love James it. Vanderbeek. Yeah. Love. You know, like he could be in love. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but he was a little young at the time and not quite. Um, right. And then for Juliet, I had, if it was Michael Sarah, I thought Joey Deschanel, again, not oh, quite. Oh, okay. Um, Maya Bialik, but I'm like, no, that doesn't work. And Danielle Fischel from, oh, okay. you know. Um, from Boy Meets World. Yeah. I wanted to throw out all the okay. ideas that I ran through my head because I wanted to <laughs> get that out there because I just did. Yeah, <laughs> I could I definitely picture Danielle Fischel <laughs> in a Shakespeare, especially as Juliet. Yeah. I like that. So, um, I also had a couple more that then just didn't make the cut. Yeah. Um, Christina Ricci was on my yeah. long list, um, as was Kate Winslet. Yeah. Um, and then I had one other Romeo, which probably it's not going to come to me. Oh, Jude Law. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think of him as a kid. Like, I, I only really know him as right. an adult. But yeah, but I like it. Age-wise, he is the right yeah. age. But yes, I agree with you. It's yeah. hard to picture him as a kid. <laughs> or like even young 20s, because I knew maybe older 20s, but I could be wrong what I know him from in the age. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, awesome. But yeah, trying to find the pairing was right. Like it was like, oh, that would make a good <laughs> Juliet, but what's the Romeo with him? And where that's a great Romeo, but what's the, you know, yeah. like that was hard. Yeah. 100%, yeah. And that, and especially in a movie like this, like that matters a lot. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much you read about how like Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes were with each other on set. No. But I read some very interesting and contradictory things. <laughs> so first of all, Leonardo DiCaprio fought for Claire Danes to win the role. Um, after she impressed him with her line reading and the fact that she was the only actress to look him straight in the eye. Oh. <laughs> but it was interesting. Uh, I'm going to pull out my list because it's a crazy long list of, um, well, not crazy long. It's There's a list of like who else was considered. So we have Sarah Michelle Geller, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Aaliyah, oh. who I think probably was like 14 at the time, yeah. <laughs> um, Kate Winslet and Christina Ricci. Yeah. were considered for Juliet. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller had her commitment to All My Children, and so that oh, interfered. Yeah. Aaliyah didn't feel she was ready to step into acting yet. And Jennifer Love Hewitt was considered too youthful looking, which I get. She had such like a little yeah. okay. kid face for so long. Did I read that Alicia Silverstone? or Ali I think her, it's Alicia Silverstone was oh, considered. I, I didn't maybe I'm that. making that up. <laughs> if no, you didn't true. read it, I, pro I didn't go into a lot of reading about it, so I'm probably making that up. That's funny. So, yeah, apparently, like, Leonardo DiCaprio was Baz Luhrmann's first choice as Romeo. Oh. And um, Leonardo DiCaprio even flew himself, like, on his own dime to Australia to do, like, some screen testing and stuff to be able to show to the studios um, oh. to get funding. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think that it was him from the start. Uh, yeah. But as far as Julia goes, so then him and Claire did not get along on set, apparently, oh. or, like, some people thought that. Dane's accused him of being immature and he said she was uptight <laughs> um which like yeah he was 21 and like uh, i think a bit of a partier yeah. i mean as we all know him to be <laughs> um and they filmed in mexico city which like you know you're 21 you're out yeah. in mexico city probably with no parental supervision yeah. uh you're probably gonna go a little crazy and like i don't know if you noticed jamie kennedy's black eye 
that was real. Oh. Because he had gotten into a bar fight. <laughs> and so I can imagine that, like, you know, Claire Danes, who was like, even though she was much younger, she definitely strikes me as someone who's very, like, serious about acting and, like, a yeah, consummate yeah, professional. Yeah. And she still has that reputation to this day. And so that kind of makes sense that they would kind of characterize each other in those ways, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> but they did a great job of showing chemistry yeah. on screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I don't know if you guys have any other things you read about the movie, anything you want to talk about. I remember, and even this time, the end, the like tomb scene or like when they're, she's dead and then he kills himself. And I remember being like, it's so quiet. I don't remember it. It is so quiet. And I remember Mm. in the theater being so quiet. You could hear a pin drop with some sniffling. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And even now, like even when it's just, because this is a loud kind of movie and the, like the soundtrack's going, there's always, yeah. and then just nothing and so quiet. It like even kind of got me, like I had goosebumps and just like, yeah. just, I liked how they made it so quiet. And it was a little bit cheesy too. Like yeah. <laughs> when he puts it through lips and his eyes, her eyes get big and he like, <laughs> it just, I don't know. It's just, it yeah. can be a little cheesy looking at it nowadays but i were just so quiet and i remember that in the theater being yeah like i think a lot of people left crying (laughs) not me because i didn't cry at movies at that time it was until i became like an adult now i'll cry at anything oh interesting (laughs) i've always been a crier at movies (laughs) no it was like i remember when i was pregnant now being a mom that's when i started crying at everything but before that i was except for my girl i didn't cry and Anne of Green Gables, but nothing oh, else. So, okay. So I probably laughed at that part <laughs> at the time, but I remember it being so quiet. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, that scene is uh, one that really stood out to me from the first viewing because... So they cut out quite a bit, apparently, oh. because they say in the beginning when they're setting the scene that it's like two hours of your time. And oh. I don't know, I guess that stuck with Baz Luhrmann and he's like, I have to make it two hours long. So the movie <laughs> is two hours on the dot. So they did cut out quite a bit. But one thing that I noticed that was super different was Claire Danes wakes up. Leonardo DiCaprio takes the poison and sees that she's still alive. Whereas in the play, he has no idea. He thinks she's dead. He kills himself. And and she wakes up later and finds him dead. So I was trying, like, even up to this day, I'm still like, do I like this change or is it worse? I don't know. It feels weird. Like, is it better for him to know that he screwed up that bad? (laughs) I guess it. <laughs> I don't know if it's better or not. Uh, now, now I'm. That's going to be what I take oh, no. in the shower for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Oops. I don't yeah, really have much you. on it because, yeah, I, it was just like I'm just trying to follow along with all the characters at this point, yeah. and trying to process the whole movie because I haven't seen it before. And oh yeah, I think not knowing that she would be alive would be a lot better of a situation. Yeah, I agree. For like, him, you but got not buyers. Like, that's instant buyer's remorse right there. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And I think it helped that we I just studied it with my student last year. So I remember, like, I will say that's why I remembered some of the characters. Yeah. (laughs) Mercutio's death scene was really impactful, too. And I guess when they shot it, it was like the beginnings of a hurricane. And you can tell, like, there's, it's crazy, the weather there. But you're almost like... 
did they do this on purpose or like, yeah. but yeah, no, there was a hurricane that was coming in and, mm. and they shot and it looks amazing in the movie. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect for it. So yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. And then um, I've only read a handful of Shakespeare and it was all yeah. just what was forced on me in high school. <laughs> but I did notice a lot of the billboards and signage and stuff were all Shakespeare yeah, references. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah like, like I saw Rosen, Rosencrantzies. <laughs> yeah. The, the like little or hot on the, at the beach exactly thing. yeah i remember yeah. that and yeah that was the one that stuck out to me but mm -hmm. at the gas station they did a zoom in on like i forget exactly what the line was and i didn't write it down but something like about fueling your fire that was also a line from a shakespeare play but not one that i recognized okay. yeah but yeah and i studied shakespeare or did some in university but I never really liked Shakespeare. I think oh. it just, I took it in university because it fit in my schedule or something, but okay. I did, yeah. Interesting. I know that's a, not something I should say, but it's kind of true. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> and I think just taking it and reading a couple more plays, but I didn't read a ton, but just made me be like, yeah, I don't really like Shakespeare. <laughs> but I did have an oh. awesome professor, British guy that wore like that, had the like tweed elbow pads and he brought a life to Shakespeare that nice. my high school teachers did not. I will say that. Oh, okay. I always enjoyed studying Shakespeare. <laughs> I did. But anyway, Roger Ebert, I have to mm. mention, did not like this movie mm. at all. He gave it two out of four, which is not like horrible. Oh, but his opening to the review is, I've seen Shakespeare done in drag. I've seen Richard III as a Nazi. I've even <laughs> seen The Tempest as science fiction and as a Greek travelogue. I have seen Prince Hal and Falstaff as homosexuals in Portland. I've seen King Lear as a samurai drama and Macbeth as a mafia story. And two different Romeo and Juliet's about ethnic difficulties in Manhattan, mm. West Side Story and China Girl. I don't know, China Girl. But I have never seen anything remotely approaching the mess that the new punk version of Romeo and Juliet yeah. makes of Shakespeare's tragedy. <laughs> In his defense, I felt it was made for teenagers. I, I know. I agree. Yeah, I could see that. And yeah. So I saw it as a teen. Yep. Thought it was great. Didn't watch it again. Like yeah. it, it didn't hit me in that way. That it, like it wasn't a rewatch. Yeah. But when I watched it again just this week for the podcast, I still was like, damn, like this is good. I love this yeah. take on Shakespeare. I love the look of it. The exactly. costume. I mean, that's very Baz Luhrmann. Am I saying his name right? But like, yeah, which got a little tiresome because I just kind of watched Elvis. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. this just, yeah, it's the same guy as Romeo and Juliet. And you could kind of see it. And that, but yeah. that was kind of new. I don't think I had ever seen anything mm -hmm. by him. Yeah. And I did love like the look of, the Capulets and just like sleek and like those heels yes. with the metal that he yes. wore. But I also <laughs> love the Montagues, like almost their Hawaiian shirts and like the kind of opposite, like yeah, not so sleek and just like fun party boys. Exactly. Kinda. That and that made me. It was the fun party boy vibe that made me. It hurt sometimes to um to cast Romeo. Because oh, it okay. had to be that kind of vibe and yeah. not someone too, too serious. But it had to be mm. someone serious to like murders. Um, Tybalt. Tybalt, yeah. Yeah. You know, like it. Yeah. yeah. So he had those two, those two sides. For sure. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the costuming was really impressive and the look of it was great. And it was the first Baz Luhrmann movie I'd seen. Yeah. So since I've seen Moulin Rouge and Great Gatsby and hated them both. <laughs> so yeah, maybe like it only works the first time you catch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And then he's just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> I didn't get too much into the costumes, but there was one part 
it was right after like the murder like on the beach when the storm was coming in and like all the vendors were closing their huts and stuff Mm -hmm. and i swear i saw one that was like a pineapple so i just thought of like spongebob closing up his house (laughs) you said something to me and i didn't notice that you said something like spongebob didn't you what is he talking about well like we'll discuss it tomorrow (laughs) and now i (laughs) so Um, movie way ahead of its time right (laughs) and that's how we got spongebob Let's put that on Wikipedia and see how long it stays. <laughs> yeah. No, Wikipedia is pretty good. The Wikipedia oh, police yeah. are going to take IMDb that down. IMDb then. Exactly. <laughs> okay. That'll be up there forever on IMDb. <laughs> um, well, that's amazing. So apart from Roger Ebert, I think also like other critics were not like super into it. On IMDb, which is Metacritic, it has a 60% from 20 critics. Ooh. So mm. not very high. Mm. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 73, which I think is more fair. Um, And that's from 67 reviewers. But of course, there was no Rotten Tomatoes at the time. So that's all like current or whatever. And I do think, like I said, teenagers, but it was kind of made for teenage girls. (laughs) Yes. Love stories generally are like that's stereotype typical. But yeah, yeah, you know, like, and most teenage girls... Even when you look back at comments now, like, oh, I love, like, in YouTube, I was watching some videos today, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I loved it, I loved it, this was my child, like, it's a lot of women my age, (laughs) or a little younger, even. Which I think is fair, and actually, um, so RogerEbert.com still lives on with, like, other reviewers, and uh, I read a 2020 review of this movie from Roxana Haddadi. Um, and she was very effusive (laughs) and I'm guessing she's around our age (laughs) yeah and I do think like I said I really liked it but at the time I liked kind of more independent movies anyway so yeah you know like I had an open mind but that's why I didn't like love it life-changing and watch it and fall in love with Leonardo DiCaprio and like that wasn't even my personality yeah you know like i loved leonardo dicaprio when he was on growing pains if anybody remembers that (laughs) (laughs) that's when i had the crush on him but yeah i didn't have a crush on him anymore by this point yeah (laughs) um okay so uh it's now time for my favorite segment this is my favorite too It's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into one of the roles in this movie. And I cannot wait to hear where you guys decided to put him. I'm going to let Avery go first. Okay. I don't know if I have the character's name right. Captain Prince. Like the, yep. um, the police. The yeah. The chief yep. or whatever. Because yeah. he's like, when they, especially towards the end, when he's coming down the helicopter and he's just telling it how it is and like how both sides are so wrong. and Yeah. Like, that's how I could picture Tony Danza just, like, just laying the law out and just, like, you guys are both wrong. Like, yeah. You guys are both horrible, like, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So. That's really great. Because, yeah, he's kind of the moral compass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it. had that, but also, but I changed. Even though I put Kathy Bates as the nurse, I put Tony Danza as the nurse. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> he's so lovable, and I could see Juliet loving him, and she loves her nurse, and, yeah. like, protecting Juliet like the nurse does. And especially, like, the role he was, like, who's the boss? He kind of had the, like, nurturing role. Okay, yeah, 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 so, yeah. 
so I put him as the nurse. That's oh, I like, do love but that. but I do love the idea of Kathy Bates as a nurse. But uh, <laughs> but if not her, yeah, Tony Danza. Okay, uh, that's phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I decided to cast him as Father Lawrence, yep. played by Pete yeah, Postlethwaite, yeah. Okay, yeah. which in a way is unfortunate because apparently Pete Postlethwaite is the only actor actually speaking in iambic pentameter in this movie. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> and I'm taking but... him away. But um, I'm a little bit of a perv and he starts off the movie shirtless. Yes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and I definitely want to see Tony Dan's in that role. <laughs> and also, <laughs> it's not just that. Um, also, like, I just, I could picture it because he's there to try and help them and you know, yeah. his heart is definitely in the right yeah. place. And while the plan does get messed up, it wasn't necessarily a bad plan. It just had a hiccup. Yeah. Yeah. And that he, uh, Romeo never got the message that Juliet wasn't actually <laughs> <Yeah>. dead. <laughs> I mean, also still telling people to like tem- temporarily kill themselves is kind of <laughs> yeah, an iffy plan. Best. But yeah, but his heart was in the right place. I yeah. Felt. Like. <laughs> they came to him asking for help and he tried to help. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've done a really nice job on punching up this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to see all of these versions of it. I think it'd be pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, we've changed the meaning of the movie at some point. Yes. Like, yeah, think. for yeah. sure. I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So do you have anything you want to plug? Well, we'd love to plug our podcast, 90s Tunes. Well, we sort of do two on that one. Like every Wednesday, we release an album that's, we look back at a full album. So we'll be looking back at the soundtrack for this. And then on Fridays, we usually just do a single song. So we look back at just a single song. And sometimes it's a hit. Most times it's a one-hit wonder. And sometimes it's just an oddball pick that I pick out of the air so it could yeah. be a commercial <laughs> or a PSA <laughs> yes um, something like that yeah. so yeah. It, uh, we have a lot of fun with it like bo- both yeah. versions of whether it's the full album or the single song it's it's a lot of fun to do so um, yeah I'm listen. really enjoying it oh thank you yeah and listen when we do Romeo and Juliet soundtrack I've been excited yeah. for this soundtrack so when I you <laughs> suggested the movie it was Perfect. <laughs> yeah, there are some pretty iconic 90s movie soundtracks. Yes. So yes. I can't wait to yes. hear the other ones you get into. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you so Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, can I get a little other quick plug? Oh, of for, course. We do another podcast as well. Oh. And it's called Wrestling Outside the Ring. And we just look back at wacky interviews as has happened in wrestling over the years. So we have another friend that yeah. does that with both Lena and I. So. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's worth the listen. I know because I'm not a wrestling fan, and I do. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the uh, podcast, and I enjoy what we talk about. So that's great. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know about that one. I'm going to start yeah. listening. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining me. That was a lot of fun. Oh, I it enjoyed was. being thank here. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye.